and welcome back to the quarter three podcast this is season two episode 70 what are you laughing at you what you're just funny it's our 70th no it's just you and you're like with your arms can i just do the intro i'm sorry I mean, you're making fun of me. What's up with that? I've done it. It's episode 70. Yes, it is. Season two of the podcast. And I get to do this podcast with you, who my, my wife who picks on me. And her name is Lisa. Hello, Lisa. Hi, Spencer. Wow. Uh, on our podcast, we hope to inform your mind inspire your heart and always ignite your joy we're going to talk about things that maybe make you think laugh cry and sometimes all three so wherever you are listening we encourage you to join in the conversation and share this podcast on your socials or with your friends and families by text we probably already made them laugh just by that intro like us yeah and there's like so amateur see us your dad was saying why do we not record our? I think we should. I think, I think that we should live. I think we should start our own YouTube channel. Oh goodness! I don't, Why not? I mean, I, I don't. I think right after, now. I think after like a thousand subscribers, that you can actually start to get paid. So, well, we're far away from. Uh, okay. Yeah. Spencer, tell me what we're one. doing on this week's episode. What are we doing on this week's episode? We are going to wrap up the conversation on saving your marriage before it starts. Yes. And we're going to be talking about the dynamics of your marriage. The dynamics, basically, if you want to put it in a scientific term, it's like the DNA. It's like the DNA. Of your marriage. Okay. But before we get there, what do we got? All right. We have. Why are you <laughs> laughing at me now? All right. Oh, oh. All right. Well, you always say, and welcome back. Why do you say and? Because it's continuing. There was nothing before that. No, it's continuing the conversation. Well, it's did continu- you just say welcome back? Well, I could. I was just confused on that, but okay. It, I always do say and, but it's really no, for a purpose do. because it's really a continuation of the conversation. Okay. Which we'll get to in a minute. All right. But I have a question of the day. What is it? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what it is. No, you don't. All right. If you could go back in time and tell your younger self some advice... What would it be? So I'll say what, like, I just, you know, old movies come on TV. And the other day it was Back to the Future. And I was like, I love those movies. Those are good movies. Weren't they great? I mean, hoverboards, which you kind of have those now. Yeah. Skateboards were cool. And the puffy vests Mm -hmm. way back before. Yeah. What's that guy like the, with the life jacket on? Life jacket on. Okay. And everybody knew what a flux capacitor was. DeLoreans were like cool cars. Yeah. It came to the mall they're, one time a week. Cool. We could see it. Yeah. So anyway, back to the future. Marty McFly. 
So I thought, Tell me, fly. what if you could time travel and go back to tell your younger self some advice? What advice would you give? Hmm. What advice would I give? Hmm. So <clears throat> here is one piece of advice that I would give. So when I was younger, uh-huh. I had an opportunity to cut this lady's yard. She was an old lady in our neighborhood. And her name was Nana Bond. Huh? Miss Nana Bond. She lived about five, six houses down from us. She was a single old lady. She's most likely dead and gone by now. But but you could cut her grass. But she wanted me to cut her grass. Hmm. Well, I thought I was cutting her grass just fine. She didn't like the way I was cutting her grass. Oh, was she particular? She fired me. Oh, Fired. I got fired. As a, that was the first time I ever got fired. <laughs> you probably weren't doing a good job. I was. I thought I was doing a good job. Were you going straight? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I was on a riding mower. Oh my goodness! Wow, <laughs> you just were riding around the yard, not actually cutting my grass. Dad, my dad can tell the story way better. Oh, I'm definitely going to ask this when it's at the table tomorrow night. He, because he's the one that he's the one that saw what I did. <laughs> wow! But you got fired. So, what's your advice to your younger self? Cut straight. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> well, I think if I could go back and tell that kid, uh huh, um, I would tell him, "Don't cut old people's yards." Oh my god. Just, just don't even take the job. Oh, wow! Just don't even take it. That's not right. I was doing. I was doing. I was doing something that I was not qualified to do. Well, you, I did. You could cut and follow. I did not have the heart. I did not have the skills. Now, I know your dad is a lawn manicurist. So what happened to you? I thought riding a lawnmower was supposed to be fun. I didn't know. That, I didn't know that you could raise weight. Oh, my goodness. And not scalp somebody's yard. Oh, boy. So okay, um, all right. Uh, so yeah, I think okay, uh, yeah. Do what you're qualified to do, or at least have some sense of skill or coachability. Be coachable. I wasn't very coachable at that okay. point. Okay, you know, be coachable. Uh, That's um, better lessons. Okay, yeah, better advice. Yeah. Thank you. Miss <laughs> okay. Bond, she was not happy. Did you get paid? No, I didn't get paid. I got fired. Yeah. Okay. So you didn't even make. I didn't even make any money. <laughs> wow. I mean, and, I never, I've never told you the story about Nana Bond. I don't remember that. Oh man, she was a crazy woman. And Spencer yeah. still doesn't cut her grass. No, his dad does. No. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, I was thinking a little more in general terms. Oh. That I would tell my younger self, 
to just live in the moment and don't sweat the small stuff. Like, yeah. especially I think high school, maybe even college, you know, just don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good advice. Not as funny as mine. As a 20 year old. Well, but sorry, I didn't know I was supposed to be comical. Let's do our updates for today. Somebody had a birthday. Whoop, whoop. You did. I did. How old are you, honey? 52. You look good for 52. Thank you. Yeah. I've had several people that have said, you're 50? You're in your 50? Yeah. I'm like, over. Yeah, I'm over. <laughs> over half a century. Over half a century. Yeah, I'm 48 years. You had a good meal. I did. Got a few gifts. Yep. Yep. I appreciated my new pullover with the Georgia Bulldog and my new blanket. You'll have a chance to wear it now that it's getting cooler. Uh-huh. Yeah. What else did you do today? Mama fixed me a good meal. Oh. That was yeah. a good dinner and a good dessert. Yes. She specifically asked you about your dessert. That's kind of been her thing yes. over the years that she will make cakes or brownies or whatever is, is your favorite. She tries to do that on birthdays. She's always done that. Um, well, in these in these days, it's, it's like she tries, she's always trying something new. Yes. And that fills her time to look at the YouTube videos and find new recipes. And so <clears throat> she found this recipe for an apple cake. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like a bunt style apple cake with like fresh apples. And it's a very fallish type dessert. And she made it for us the other day. It's and really good. We it really it. good. I was like, man, this. I mean, you could eat this for breakfast. And I'm like, you know, mom, this would be really good if it had like a little caramel on top of it, like icing, like icing, caramel like icing. a caramel icing. I said that'd be really good. She goes, you know, I thought about doing something like that. I'm like, well, I think that would be a good thing. So yesterday, uh, mm -hmm. as I'm watching the Georgia game, I I begin to smell the uh, the aroma of fresh baked apples. I'm going, are you fixing that apple cake? She said, I sure am. <clears throat> so she fixed this apple cake and then put on the caramel icing. And you know, in the middle of those bunt cakes, it's got the hole in the middle of the bunt cake. Yes. Well, this wasn't a small bunt cake. This was like a big bunt cake. Yes. And she filled that center all the way to the top. All the way to the top with just caramel icing. So when you go to cut a cake, it was cake, and then there was about an inch or so of just caramel icing Yeah, on the inside. It was but very it, good to get. It was really good. Yeah. Really good. So, yeah, turn 52, got a few gifts, um, and cake, good meal. And then I got to preach today at my friend. Matt Bartlett's church out in Lexington, Georgia, Lexington Baptist Church. They were I got wrapping, to go with you. They were wrapping up their D-Now weekend, and uh, it was really, really good. We enjoyed being there. It was a sweet, sweet service, sweet, mm -hmm. sweet church, sweet yes. people, and really excited about what uh, God's doing there in their, in their church, and it was uh, it was just a really good, good time, and I uh, got to preach on Acts 9, which is about Saul's conversion, 
but it was really more than just that. It was really a story and a lot of different storylines of just courageous living and being fearless in their faith. And so I uh, was able to unpack that mm-hmm. and just enjoy being there. It was a it was a good, good day. It really was. And then came home, had lunch, then took a two-hour nap, and then getting ready for the week. And now we're podcasting. It's a good day. It was a good day. So... All right. Well, let's dive into what we're going to talk about. You said we're going to talk about dynamics. Yeah. So wrapping up the Simbus Save Your Marriage Before It Starts conversation, we're going to talk a little bit about the dynamics of your marriage. But it's like the DNA. It's like the DNA. So makeup. Makeup. What holds it together. Your marriage. And so there are six Uh areas, six subgroups that make up the dynamics in the Simbus assessment Mm -hmm. that we use Mm -hmm. when we're doing marriage premarital coaching. Those six things that we talk about in the, in the assessment are love and sex attitudes towards challenges that you face as a couple communication, bridging the gender gap, conflict management and spiritual intimacy. Those are the six main areas that we talk about in the premarital coaching uh, or if you're doing it as a married couple those are the six things that that are discussed and highlighted in in the marriage now we're not going to dive into all six of those that covers a lot it's a lot of ground it is a lot of ground to cover right it is definitely a lot of ground to cover um, but what I wanted us to do is really kind of take a uh, more of a 10, 15,000 foot view when it comes to dynamics. Um, and we're not going to really dive into the specifics of love and sex, attitudes, communicate. We're not going to dive into those, but we're really going to take more of this higher level view and conversation about the marriage Okay. okay. And so there's a there's about five things that we're going to hit. Uh, Lisa, you got a couple you're going to okay. talk about. I got a couple. And so we're going to just hit it all from there. So, But these all tie in. They all the tie in together. Dicks, yeah. subsets that you listed right. out. Just yeah, they all go. tie in. These all tie into it. So the first one I was going to share every couple is unique. Yeah. So in every couple is unique and and that is there is not another marriage that is like yours. There's not another marriage like it's like ours because of the type of person you are and you are unique in God's design. I am unique in God's design and the two of us coming together, we are unique together. Our marriage. Our marriage is unique. It's different from anyone else's. Correct. All weddings are similar, but every marriage is different. 100%. That's a quote by John Berger. And you think about it. We've all attended weddings besides just our own. And there's the similar elements of it. And you, we kind of, we get the little program and we scan through the program and go, oh yeah, they're doing that and this. But we kind of know the order pretty much. Um. 
of bridesmaids. Very a little differently. Dreams, right. You have a wedding party. You have best man. Yes. And things have changed just with, you know, now with Kendall and Jared on the cusp of their wedding day. Mm. And the ones that we've been to over the years, it, it's neat to see how parts have changed of the wedding ceremony, but they're still very similar mm -hmm. um, over the years. But the marriage is different. Very. Mm -hmm. yes. The marriage is unique and it's important for it's important for married married couples to realize that that they are a unique design and that God has brought them together, you know? Yes. Well, I like to tell my students, you know, that God's fingerprints are on you. Like we've talked about how he's put us together. He's crafted us, formed us and how he is with us and his fingerprints are all over us. So when he brings those two people together into a marriage union, his fingerprints are on that. Mm -hmm. And the unique, yeah, the uniqueness is special. It's very special. Now it doesn't come with, you know, it doesn't come easy. No, at all. That's not, what we said, but it is all, unique and it's special it, and it has a purpose. Yeah, and it's a very clear purpose. So, all right, what's the second one, something else that you are in it together. Hmm. You're in the marriage together. The goal of marriage is not to think alike, but to think together. Right. I love that quote. I do too. Not to think alike. It's not, I have to get this person to think like me because the truth is we're not going to think <laughs> like each other. No. And some couples, maybe even more so, like there might, you might find a few that are like, yeah, we, we kind of think alike. But in ours, we could say that we don't. Mm -mm. You're pink, I'm blue. Right. I was going to say, you can go back to the beginning of how he did create us uniquely. And women are pink and men are blue. And we got that from a marriage group that we did and a book that we went through. But that we're just, we're made differently, made to think differently. And even just because of how you were created, but then your upbringing, the circumstances that have influenced you over your years, you're going to think differently. Mm -hmm. So it's not about thinking alike, but it's thinking together. you got to think together. Yes. Let's come together. Yeah, talk about it. So the third thing is marriage is a duet. I like that. It's a duet. I like music. Yeah. Like the reference. And two. When you think about Marriage is a duet. I love this quote. Unless you learn to play a duet in the same key to the same rhythm, a slow process of disengagement will wedge you apart first secretly, psychologically, and then openly and miserably. Ooh. It's kind of sad. It is. I was going to say, did you see that go from, oh. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like a sixth grade band concert. Sweet to sour. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> so marriage is definitely a duet and you've got to be in step with each other. You got to be in sync with each other. And checking on that because you said it would be the slow disengagement mm-hmm. that then keeps moving further and further and wedging you apart. Right. You may you may be you, the two of you may be soloists and not really singing together and mm-hmm. and having some harmony and some beautiful harmony inside that marriage. And if and if it's, it's not, not there, if it ain't going to work. It's not going to work. And the disengagement will begin to really um, become more open and visible and miserable. But that it doesn't have to stay there. You can get back on the same tune. You can get back on the same page and, and same sheet of correct music it. and get that corrected. It doesn't have to end in a in a divorce situation at all. It can be fixed. It can. It's going to take work, but it can be resolved. So, but marriage is definitely a duet. So sing pretty. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Conflict management. Let's talk a little bit about conflict management. Because it's going to happen. It will happen. Conflict will happen. So So Robert, Robert Louis Stevenson. Author. Author. Yep. He said this. Marriage is one long conversation checkered by disputes. What do you think about that? I agree that it's a continual conversation between two people. And we've talked about how important communication is between those two people. Um, I would say there's disputes in there, but there's also a lot of other good conversations as well. Oh, yeah. He's saying, right, that just sprinkled throughout this one long conversation. It's going to have There's going to have some disputes. Yeah. So the question is, is how do you manage conflict? Yes. If it's going to come and it will, what do you do with it? Do you avoid it? Do you meet it head on? Mm -hmm. You know, some people, some people, and we've had these conversations recently, some people just embrace they just embrace uh, conflict. They welcome it. They they <laughs> they just love it. It's like it's like a contact sport to them, and you know, just like in in football or in a contact sport, people like contact. Come on, Come they on. like yeah, they like the hit. Uh, but then there are some people that don't like to get hit. Yeah, you know, Wonder and avoid. and they avoid it. They turn their shoulder. They don't engage. And and they don't like getting hit. So I think the point is you have to recognize maybe what your spouse is and then do that duet or that yeah. dance, that waltz together of figuring out, okay, maybe I need to give them a few minutes, but I do need to talk about it. So they need to recognize I need to process through this and discuss it. I think you like conflict. I don't mind it. No. Me, I don't, I don't like mind it. it. No, you don't mind it. I don't. Sometimes you think, sometimes you bring it on. I do. In your drive-bys? Yes, you do. I just give people thumbs down when they deserve it. Yes, I know. Okay. But I think. But I think in the marriage, though, right, we had to learn. I had to learn, I'll speak for myself, to give you time 
some separation, whereas my immediate reaction or thought or what I want because I don't shy away from conflict is, come on, let's hash it out. Come on. Like, come mm-hmm. at me. Give me your arguments or, or whatever. State your point. But I'm the... Let's talk about it. But you're like, I'm the I'm gotta think about this. I got to process I it. need to process before I talk. Yeah. I don't want to say something stupid. But that's what I was going to say. We also learned sometimes if I was pushing you, you would say things that maybe weren't healthy and good. So yeah, it it's more learned. trigger. You know, you said a duets, but I also think like a dance. You know, uh-huh. The walk yeah, with dance. each other. That being in step, letting, you know, a lead and following the lead and then doing this, but... Figuring that out. That old John Michael Montgomery song, Life's a Dance. You learn as you go. Yeah. But does that make sense? Oh, that yeah. you have to figure out how that other person, your spouse, you know, needs to to handle conflict. Right. And that's the best way to manage it when you can come together understanding and respecting each other's position yeah, and it's just being you. it's just being self-aware of who you are and knowing that you know you welcome conflict and that in that conflict if there is you know when that happens rather than you just going after the conflict you realizing spencer doesn't really like the conflict yeah. so let me tone this back just a minute and let me have a better approach. Right. And I think the worst thing would to just be um, that you're going to ignore, that you would both ignore things when it's coming up because that definitely would drive a wedge. Right. <clears throat> right. Or to go to outside people and try to manage your conflict with your spouse with outside people that's not going to work no that's that never works like, i mean you can get counsel you know no i mean just talking about it and then that probably turns into yeah, yeah, yeah. bashing the person correct putting them down yeah yeah that's no, i wasn't good. talking about counsel counsel is is good but but even in counsel you have to come back together mm-hmm and manage that conflict with the two of you. Correct. Yes. Okay. So our last one, Lisa, um, really, I think this one just ties it all together. But what, yes. do you, what have you got? Remember God's design. And that is? That two will become one flesh. That's in Ephesians 5.31. That when he established marriage in the garden with Adam and Eve, you know, he took Adam's rib to give him a helpmate, to give him this person in marriage to be his life partner. Right. And that's God's design. We can just hold that forth in remembrance and hold that out there in front of us. That helps us keep the big picture that you've mm-hmm. talked about. And I always go back to, you know, you mentioned Adam and Eve. Well, Adam came to life because God breathed into Adam. 
He yeah. breathed life, life into air, breath. breath. And so the the breath that Adam was breathing was directly the breath of God. Yes. And since that time, every human being that's been born has had the breath of God in them. So when two people come together, that is two people that have the very breath of God in them and breathing through them, and they are now one flesh. They are united. And it is more than just a physical relationship and a and an emotional relationship and it's more than just a mental relationship and all of all of those things are are there. But this is a spiritual relationship. This is something that God designed, God created for a man and a woman to experience life together and to you know populate the earth and to work together and to live together and to love one another deeply and to be that representation of Christ and the church. Mm. And it's just a beautiful picture that God established for a man and a woman to model who he is and who and in his glory. And it's just a it's a privilege that that we get to have this relationship, hmm. and not everybody sees that like that, and that we are one flesh. So, anyway, that's just my thoughts about that. Yes. So you know, as we're wrapping up, that would be our encouragement to you again. If you're on the cusp of a marriage, about to be married, if that's, you know, somewhere out there in your near future, or if you've been married for a little while or a long time, we want to challenge you to recognize these dynamics that are going to be present in marriage and how God wants your marriage, the two of you together to be a picture of his glory for others that's a good word that's a good word so if you're interested in some coaching yes uh we'd love to connect with you on that uh you can reach us at our email we'll have that in the show notes you can also connect with us on instagram that'll be in the show notes as well uh please uh and first of all thank you um for comments text phone calls anything that you know we get from from you our friends it's encouraging to encourage us along the lines with this podcast we are grateful for that yeah and uh if you don't mind you could leave us a review yeah and then share the podcast with others so right can join in these conversations as well yes so we are grateful for you we love you we hope you have a great week and we also want to encourage you with this and to remember that two are better than one and a cord of three strands is not easily broken. broken.